Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get the lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. But I'm going to tell you this, we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Inoverable Podcast. I am Will Stone, he is Chase Caldwell. It is Thanksgiving week. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. Uh, shout out to your family. Shout out to birds. Yeah. More specifically, turkeys. Are you a big turkey guy? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I prefer the other bird. Chicken. Ham. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm going to make it a goal in life to uh, transition from turkey to uh, a higher quality meat for Thanksgiving, like a Uh a brisket or a a pork butt. Um, Yeah. Really anything but turkey, but... Uh, for this, yeah, honestly, turkey is the most trash meat out there, in my opinion. It, it is. There's not a single part of the turkey that tastes good to me. I like even even turkey lunch meat. Like I don't really get. Like I, if if all we have is turkey lunch meat, I'll I'll eat it. But. I begin to question people and their decision making when that's what they desire is turkey lunch meat. Yeah. You know, like I, you have ham and you're just not going to eat ham. <laughs> that just doesn't, doesn't resonate with yeah. me. Um, or roast beef, which I don't really eat roast beef, but I mean, has a lot more flavor than turkey does. Yeah. Turkey's just kind of, turkey's kind of like the, the tomatoes of meat you know like tomatoes just like don't really have a taste yeah they just are and like I, I hate tomatoes too so. water yeah i do too but they're just like they just like taste like water like they don't really taste like anything that's how turkey is it just kind of tastes like dry well and thanksgiving like 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 no one looks forward to the turkey if, if you do you're you're lying um you look forward to the sides uh, you look forward right. to the pie and the desserts and things like that you're like, oh man, I can't wait to eat this this dry ass turkey. Like, yeah, no, no, it's no like, one cares about turkey. <laughs> and like, whoever's cutting, carving the turkey is like carving it wrong, to where they're like going against the grain or something, and so then it makes it even more dry. Yeah, because they didn't cut the meat right. Yeah, it's like I don't know. It's just a, a turkey to me, subpar meat, just absolute subpar meat. Yeah, but you know, it's a staple, so we'll have it. Yeah, uh, as as much as I'm trashing turkey, uh, I, I do have the uh, responsibility of of smoking one this holiday season for uh, for our family Thanksgiving. Um, shout out to my wife. Are you going to smoke a full turkey, or are it's you going to smoke a turkey? Breast? It's a full turkey. It's the it's oh, it's shit. the it's the big boy. Um, it's it's actually it's not that big compared to the other ones at HEB. Uh, they had like some seventeen pounders. Um, this is like a. 10 or 11 pounds. So it's, 
It's a little bit smaller one okay. and uh, okay. shouldn't take us, you know, all day to smoke, but you know, there's several. Are you going to smoke it? Are you going to smoke it like lateral or are you going to smoke it horizontal? Or, I mean, not horizontal, but vertical and put it on one of those like beer can chicken. Things. It's going to be horizontal. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but yeah, like. Have you ever used one of those beer can chicken things? I, I'm I, about I have not. I have not. Is it? It actually turns out pretty good. Does it? Yeah. Does it like add uh, I, like moisture to it? Or like, what's the benefit? No, it. Uh, I I guess the benefit is that it stands upright, so it it doesn't like it doesn't take up as much space on the grilling surface. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Yeah. But I I don't know. I, we we made one one time. Um, I asked my wife to get Shiner Bach, and she called it like because you actually have to like put half of a beer. You should get Shiner Cheer instead. No, she they didn't have Shiner Bach, so instead she got Michelob. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, when it comes to cooking, like <laughs> it's like the opposite of, like you, of what you <laughs> what you would need. You need you need a dark, you know, like heavy beer. You know, yeah. and she got the most ultra light beer on yeah. the market, <laughs> and and then it didn't even fit in the thing because it was a slim can. Yeah, but uh, fun times. Shout out to Emily. Shout out to Emily. Prowess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah uh, so uh, I think I bet you have the similar idea as I do about how turkey got started. Um, so they didn't even eat turkey at the first Thanksgiving, right? They had like fish and like other stuff or whatever. At some at, at some point when this became a federal holiday, there was some some senator somewhere. It's like, hey, I've got a turkey farm. We should start pushing turkey as a Thanksgiving food. Oh, yeah. It was, it was definitely a brother-in-law deal. It was some kind of like, you know, corporate welfare, cronyism kind of deal. Uh, like like, yeah. like a, a lobbyist. It's, it's that kind of thing. Like like no one wanted to eat turkey, but they it was propaganda. Nobody, nobody's, eating, nobody's eating turkeys. Like they're, they're just like, I don't know. I, turkeys will scare the crap out of you in the wild as well. Like I, I one time was sitting in my deer stand and I could see down in the, in like the, the, uh, I just went blank, I guess, Valley, um, down in, down in at the bottom and there's some trees down there. And all of a sudden they just started moving and like, it sounded like a tree was like falling and it literally sounded like Bigfoot was just like crashing through the trees. And I'm like, what is over there? And so I'm like watching this tree line and, and just, just, it, I mean, it's, it, it was scary sound. And then, then I, I finally saw it was the turkeys were flying up into the tree to nest for the night. And dude, they make so much noise, but those turkey turkeys, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm in a, I, I'm talking a lot of trash for somebody that's about to eat a ton of turkey tomorrow, <laughs> but um, it's just it's just not a good meat. Like it's 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 not. Whenever you have beef and you have pork and you have chicken and you have other meat to choose from, just terrible meat. Yeah, just terrible meat all the way around. Especially but, for, like for the top food holiday of the year. You know, right? With, yeah, I guess that's good. Yeah. Like everything else is top tier. Like all the sides are top tier. Pies are top right. tier. But you you pick the like the lowest quality meat to to go with it. 
I guess maybe it's a way of like diminishing the value of the meat to where you can improve the value of the sides, you know? Because like whenever you have really good meat, the sides are normally kind of, you know, like we had that great brisket the other day whenever y'all came over here and we just, oh, them beans were good. Though. Beans were good. Never mind. Yeah. You got to gotta look at them beans. But. Yeah. Yeah, so what are you, what is y'all's plans for the holiday? Yeah, so uh, we got um, my uh, wife's side, uh, both sides. Uh, uh, her parents are divorced and both remarried, so um, both sets coming in, uh, as well as some siblings. So um, we got that going Thursday, uh, Friday, going up to Grosbeck, uh, my hometown, and uh, seeing my folks for yeah. a bit, and then Saturday, probably coming back and, and watching ball, so... A big, big weekend in in the college football world. Well, if you want to run up to Waxahachie, you can always run up here and watch ball here. Yeah, of course. As we have already alluded to, I'm zero and three on watch parties here, so we might have to go to like Tyler's house or something. To yeah, watch the game. yeah. I'm afraid if I but. if I watch <laughs> ANMLSU at your house, then we get get blown out. So smoke, uh, <laughs> smoke. Well, we could test sm- that. Sm- smoke like a turkey. <laughs> All right. Um, Smoke turkey would probably be pretty good. Yeah, I'll definitely report back after this week and let y'all know how it was. But this is a. I will say that barbecue place over by my house has some of the best smoked turkey I've ever had. Yeah, like turkey breast. It's got a bark on it. It's just really good. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, yeah, our plans. My parents. Um, lunch is at like one o'clock on Thursday or tomorrow, and um. Emily's parents, it's like one o'clock on Thursday or tomorrow. So we just kind of have to figure out how to be at two places at once. Yep. That's the constant battle. Yeah, that's right. But, but luckily they're in the same town. Yeah. So it makes it easier. Oh, yeah. But uh, some big results uh, from this past weekend and not a ton to get into, but what we do have to talk about is very significant. Um, <laughs> First off, uh, Ohio State. Uh, so, so, so Chase went to the A and Prairie View game, and uh, he was looking like he was keeping up with the scores on the like the scoreboard tracker at Kyle Field, and yeah. he was switching between uh-huh. like Georgia and and Charleston Southern or whoever they played, and right and uh, Ohio State and Michigan State. Yeah, so it would show Michigan State and Ohio State first, and then it would switch to Georgia and Charleston Southern. And they happened to have the same score at the time. So I thought it was like putting a, a wrong score it was, it, on the It was, it was like 42 State 0, right? Ohio State. It was 49 to 0 in both games at the same time. Yeah. And it wasn't until I checked the ESPN app that I realized that that was correct. Um, and, <laughs> and then Chase called me. He was like, "Hey, is this is this accurate?" I'm like, "Is yeah. this real?" I'm like, yeah, man, it's a it's a beatdown. <laughs> oh my god! Um, it just right after we like just talked all week last week about how good of a coach Mel Tucker was, and like how the Spartans are trying to do what A and M did, you know, and in a way they're the A and M of the North, and yada yada. And then they get smoked. Yeah. Um, and I, I saw a lot of uh, repeating of this stat that, that Michigan State had the worst pass defense uh, 
in the country. I, I don't think it's it's that bad. Like that's just if you look at like yards per game, but um, but when you look at like like per attempt or whatever, they're still not very good. But they're not like dead last. So um, Ohio State, like they have the best receivers in the country um, by by a mile, and uh, yeah, they were able to take advantage of that. And then on defense, um, Kenneth Walker, who you know we think will get an invite to New York for the Heisman, um, just couldn't get anything going. Like there was no, there was no vertical threat in Michigan state's passing game. And, uh, they just, the Ohio state defense just was able to snuff out the run and, uh, it got, it got ugly fast. Yeah. If this was A&M ESPN would be like, uh, A&M pays 1.35 million per <laughs> point for their coach, you know, um, just crazy. There's been two Big Ten coaches in the past week get an extension to 10 years. Uh, Mel Tucker and then James Franklin got one yesterday. So I assume he's not going anywhere yeah. uh, to any of those jobs we talked about. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just sitting there waiting on them to to ridicule those schools for such a such ludicrous deals uh, for these large amounts and, and, lo- and long time periods. So I um, hope ESPN has their, their articles ready to, to come out and bash them. Hey, I'd rather be a leader than a follower. Whenever you lead, people don't like it. Yeah. No, I think uh, – I'll tell you who's who's underpaid, who's probably getting a raise, is Ryan Day at Ohio State. He makes like five and a half million. (laughs) He's he's not in danger of going anywhere. Like he's got one of the best jobs in the country, but he's definitely getting a boost at the end of the season. There's no doubt. Um, He's a very weird-looking fella. He is. He is. And I wasn't sure when they like, hired him. I was like, what's this guy about? Like, is he going to, you know, keep this thing rolling? And um, by all accounts, is is doing a, a pretty tremendous job. You know, I'm inclined to hate Ohio State because they, you know, annoy me in a lot of ways. But um, I watched one of his press conferences one time, and I kind of like the guy. Like yeah. he kind of seemed like a like a pretty likable coach. Yeah. But he's not. A, I don't follow him enough to really know. He's not a scumbag like Urban. So, uh, right. In, in, in comparison, he's definitely a lot more likable. Um, yeah. Well, that's pretty easy comparison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, C.J. Stroud, uh, Ohio State quarterback, just went absolutely off, and you know, I know he's got the best receivers in the world, but, uh, it was pretty impressive. And, you know, preseason he was, I don't know if we've talked about this about Heisman odds, but you know, there wasn't really a favorite coming in. And if I, if I'd been a betting man, I would have put down some, some cash on, on Stroud just by nature of who he has to throw the ball to. And I think he's yeah. gotten up to like, he's either tied for the, the Heisman favorite in the Vegas odds with Bryce Young. He may be out front by now, but, um, it's definitely between those two. And I mean, Ohio state has Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Both will be first rounders next year. Uh, they have Jackson Smith, Jackson Smith and Jigba from Rockwall or somewhere in the Dallas area who is, uh, will be a first rounder the following season. And in the off season, Jamison Williams, Alabama's best offensive player <laughs> transferred away from Ohio state to Alabama. And he's a top five receiver in the country right now as well. So, um, just a embarrassment of riches at the receiver position where you, you have first round guys transferring elsewhere. And 
uh, I, I made the I was talking to somebody this weekend about this, but if Alabama doesn't have Jamison Williams, they might have like two more losses because he is like single handedly kept them in some games with his his big playability, and um, mm-hmm. they're definitely going to miss him next year. But um, who else do we have to talk about? Uh, oh, uh, actually, Ohio State. Uh, last thing about them is. Uh, that, that was impressive enough for the committee to bump them up to number two. Uh, so Bama falls to number three, um, and Cincinnati is at four. We'll talk about them in a minute. But um, the, the reason they all moved up, or at least Cincinnati moved up, is because of Oregon. Uh, the Oregon Ducks got their ass beat by Utah <laughs> on Saturday night. Um, 38-3. to three. Go Utes. Uh, it, was, it was ugly by halftime. Um, yeah, Oregon just... They just ain't got it. I mean, they they're, they're not a bad team by any means, but um, I don't think I don't think either of us thought they were gonna go the distance and and go twelve and one and make the playoff. The the only reason I thought they might is because of who they played. Um, I think I, I figured that out live on the pod. Whenever we were talking about, I was like, yeah, they don't really play anybody, and then I was like, oh wait, never mind, they play Utah. Yeah, like they got that'll be a tough game for them. And it is. I, I that's what I like about Utah is kind of like the Wisconsin of the Pac-12. Yeah, like like it's like that that team that like nobody goes for, but everybody goes for, but it's like a sneaky good team every year. Yeah, and, 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 like and shout out to Kyle Whittingham, Utah coach, who's been there for like a decade. Um, every yeah. time like we fire a coach, I'm always like, maybe we should look take a look at him. Like he maybe he's not you know this elite recruiter, but man, he can coach like they're, they're, they're consistently, you know, in the top 25 every season and they, they, they yeah. play physical and they play defense. And I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of, of coach Whittingham, but yeah. um, you know, I was listening to, uh, uh, I was listening to the cover three podcast, which is my favorite podcast besides this one. Um, and they were talking about kind of the, the craziness in the pac 12 North with, Oregon having a couple losses, and if 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 they lose to Oregon State and something else happened, I think I think in Washington State beats Washington in the Apple Cup, uh, Washington State will win the Pac-12 North. That was not that, that was not even something I thought was remotely possible. <laughs> like I, I haven't followed Washington State a ton. I know they're not ranked. They have you know quite a few losses, but still in contention for the Pac-12 North. If if things fall the right way and um, Oregon state beating Oregon is not out of the realm of possibility and uh, Washington fired their coach, their coach with an interim and they haven't been impressive. So uh, it would be funny if uh, Washington state <laughs> somehow backdoors their way into the, into the Pac-12 championship. But uh, yeah, it would. I think Utah has locked up the South and I bet, I think they're your eventual Pac-12 champs this season. Um. Yeah, I, it's been a year of chaos, so it wouldn't surprise me if something like that happens. Yeah. Um, I don't really put a whole lot of stock in Oregon State beating Oregon, though. Yeah, <laughs> they're not bad unless but. they just have a have a you know hangover from last week yeah. and end up getting beat twice because of yeah. it. But, yeah, they, they used to call that game uh, the Civil War, but they they changed it to something more. Uh, politically correct. I don't know. I'm, I'm not even sure if, the, if it's got a name now, but uh, they do not call it the Civil War anymore. 
Yeah, I mean, was Oregon even involved? No, they weren't. In they weren't at kind of. They way, weren't at all. They weren't. Like, they weren't like. I don't even know if anybody even lived there <laughs> at, the, at that point in history. But it's also funny that they like like changed it to be more politically correct because I mean I guess maybe they don't realize that. America isn't the only nation in the world that's ever had a civil right. war. Like there's there's civil wars ongoing currently right now. That just means like a war within your own you know union. Like yeah. that's all it means. It's not just America. It doesn't mean anything bad. <laughs> and it's not like this is like it's not Virginia versus um like it's not something like that alabama versus pennsylvania (laughs) like oh yeah let's let's call it the civil war you know and this is you know the shot heard around the world like it's nothing like that oh wait that wasn't civil war was it that was revolutionary war that that was revolutionary war come on chase you 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 hit your historian (laughs) it's early it's early it's early um, but yeah, so, uh, how about Cincinnati being ranked fourth? I was, I wasn't super shocked that they, that they finally did this, but mm-hmm. I was a little bit like, I, I thought they were going to screw, screw Cincinnati and put in like, like move Michigan ahead and put them at four, um, and have, you know, this weekend be two versus four for Michigan and Ohio state. But, um, Cincinnati rolled, rolled SMU pretty good. Um, I think they, understood that they've kind of messed around the past few weeks and uh, needed to come out and be impressive. If, if they win that by like a field goal, they probably don't get into the top four. I think, Uh, I think, you know, but with that, it's getting, it's getting kind of weird. It's getting weird now because I think Bama loses to Georgia and falls out of the top four. So you'll have Bama, Ohio state, Cincinnati, and then, I don't know. I don't know who's fourth. Like probably Oklahoma State. Yeah. So so Oklahoma State. If Oklahoma State can beat Oklahoma and if they can do it twice, then I'd think they're in. It, here's here's what I just very 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 much hope happens. I hope Notre Dame ends up fifth because they didn't play in an, in a championship game. Yeah. And that's uh, oh man that that happens because that's that's karma on them so hard because they're like oh y'all didn't play in the championship game last year and then now they don't have one to play in they end up fifth I'm gonna be so well now they're gonna get in because then then they're gonna be (laughs) then they're gonna get destroyed what did you say so now they're gonna get in like now like now I've got no faith in Oklahoma State to to win out and get in like. Notre freaking Dame is going to backdoor their way into this thing. It's going to make me so mad. I, I don't. I, I tend to. I tend to disagree because I think. I think, even if Bama falls out, I think Bama falls out to like fifth or sixth. But you got Michigan and Oklahoma State. I feel like if Michigan beats Ohio State, well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they do backdoor their way in. Isn't it strange that um, Oklahoma State could make the playoff? <laughs> like that's it is, that's yeah. not a thing that. Like I, I figured, you know, a team like that could get in eventually, but and not that they're like mm-hmm. bad, but um, 
I think like like similar to AM, the COVID year benefited them on defense. Like they brought back their entire yeah. defense and they're all like twenty three year old grown men going against, you know, a bunch of nineteen year olds in the Big Twelve. But the thing is, like Oklahoma State has locked up one one spot in the Big Twelve championship, even if they lose this week. But if they beat Oklahoma this week and it's in Stillwater, they'll play Baylor, not Oklahoma. It'll put Baylor in to the Big 12 title game, which probably, I don't know, I feel like that's probably easier on Oklahoma State to, to instead of having to beat Oklahoma twice, you know, beat them once, knock them out, and then you get to play Baylor again, who you've already beat. Yeah. Man, I don't know. The more I look at it, the more I'm like, why did we lose those three games right? we lost? Because <laughs> like, we'd be a shoe in right now just, at, at eleven and one. Even if we were, even if we were, you know, had two losses, we'd be we'd be in good shape. Yeah. I mean, Ole Miss is sitting at number nine right now. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna hate as if Auburn wins the Iron Bowl this week. Yeah. If that happens, I'm going to cry. I, I don't think they will. I, I feel I feel better now because I, I don't feel good about Bonix getting hurt. But with him with him getting yeah. hurt, I'm like, well, they don't really have a chance to to beat Alabama. So, um, but yeah, man, we could be looking at. Gosh, and you know what sucks is Notre Dame was impressive last week. They they smoked Georgia Tech like 55 to zero. Um, you know, obviously didn't, didn't give up any points and. I'm 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 gonna hate a playoff of Georgia versus Notre Dame. Actually, you know what? I wouldn't even care because as long as Cincinnati gets in, I think it'll still be fun. Like it'll be Cincinnati against Ohio State, most likely. Uh, that that'll be a good game. I'll, I'll be excited to watch that one, uh, especially with Luke Fickle having so many ties to Ohio State. You know, he used to coach there and all that. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like a strong defense versus strong offense type of thing. Um, that would be fun. Uh, Georgia would blow the doors off Notre Dame. Uh, that would be a, a bloodbath, I think. Uh, so here's a question. Do you think that A&M ends up making a New Year's Six Bowl? I'd, I I don't think New Year's Six. I think we wind up well, in is, the Citrus Bowl. Is New Year's Six top 12? That's kind of a dumb question, but it, is it is it just the top twelve, or do they they? There's certain like tie-ins, um, mm-hmm. and with with Cincinnati, if Cincinnati makes the playoff, they'll pick they'll they'll pick a different best of the G five because like there's always one your really good G five team that makes a, a New Year six. Uh, I don't yeah. I don't even know who else is ranked. Like I don't know Houston's kind of in there, or like BYU, maybe somebody like that. Um, like a team like that. It looks like it, it would either be San Diego State or UTSA. UTSA, yeah, there we go. Duh, my favorite team. Those are the two highest right there. Yeah, yeah so yeah, in that case, yeah. UTSA would make like the Fiesta Bowl or something. Um, yeah. Which is which is cool, but I don't think A&M is, is in the running for that. It, I think it's Ole Miss that, that makes it at this point. Um is it just does the SEC just get one team? It's it's weird with the way it's weird with the way the, the playoff structure works. Like I think the Sugar Bowl is a 
is the Sugar Bowl a playoff game this year? I don't know. But like the Sugar Bowl has an SEC tie-in, and then they start taking like at-larges for the like Fiesta and something else. They do. I think Chick-fil-A, the Peach Bowl, they do at-large, um, which I think is where Ole Miss would end up. I could be wrong about that. But f- from what I've seen, like pretty much everybody's projecting AM to the Citrus Bowl if they win this weekend which should be a matchup with like a Wisconsin or Iowa type team, which I would like, you know, I'm sick of playing like ACC teams or, you know, big 12 teams. Yeah. I would, I would hate to play a big 12 team, but yeah. And especially the ones that are like, not the marquee teams of the conference, like Like Kansas state, Wake Forest, Oklahoma state, um, North Carolina. I've been dying to play a Big Ten team for years, and we, we never we yeah. never have the the right the right bowl tie in or matchup or whatever. But but yeah, that's that's kind of how things are sitting. Um, and then if <laughs> if like I'm trying to think of like the most chaotic scenario possible, like Oklahoma State loses, uh, Cincinnati loses to Houston. Um, like I don't know, like who's is is there is there any way that Ole Miss sneaks in? <laughs> like, is that is there anything that could happen that would that would make that a a possibility? I don't believe so. Yeah, but there again, if they lose again, would we hop them, or would we no? Because we lost. I don't know. Oh, whatever. That's enough playoff talk. Um, yeah. at, at this point, like it, you know, it has set up for a, a pretty big weekend, uh, especially with Ohio State, Michigan. Um, do you think you think Michigan's got a shot in that one? I uh, I would be inclined to say no, just because of how Ohio State handled business last week. But um, you know, I think I think anybody has. It, you know the the adage of anybody can win any Saturday. Yeah. You know, it just it just kind of depends on their prep. I think they have the talent that they could do it. It is at Michigan. It's in Ann Arbor. So there's there's another factor you would want to have um, on your side if you're Michigan. I thought this was interesting. Um, uh, it is it is getting into like not really like mock draft season, but like prospect ranking mm-hmm. season. Um, and some of the folks I follow have uh, both Michigan defensive ends, like in the top 10, um, like uh-huh. both like super stud, uh, you know, incredible players likely to go very high next season. Um, that that's probably the biggest, like the, like the most likely way that Michigan could win is uh, really dial it up on CJ Stroud uh, do not give him time, uh, like be in his, in his face all day. Um, that will like, that's the best way that they, they, that they have a shot to win. Um, if those guys can't get home and CJ has all time, like all day to throw, uh, he's going to carve him up and that's going to be bad. But, mm-hmm. um, also, you know, if like, I know Michigan is similar to Michigan state where they're very, uh, focused on the run on offense, you know, like, uh, what did Jim Harbaugh say about tanks and crossing the, 
oh, yeah. forest or something. <laughs> that was our quote of the week a while back. But, oh, it was about the moon? Yeah. It was something crazy. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it was like, um, oh, dang it. Something about, it was about General Patton and his tanks going across the Rhine and then something else about the moon. Yeah. And I don't know. We have tanks. We don't, don't have rocket ships. Exactly what it was. Yeah. Well, yeah, so maybe, um, I don't know, Ohio State was able to shut down Michigan State's rush attack, so uh, Michigan may have, to, may have to throw it to win. But um, that's always, like, Thanksgiving rivalries. I know, like, our audience is, you know, like, like A&M Texas is a, a big one for them. Uh, and rightfully so, like it was, you know, being on the national scene, but, um, Ohio State Michigan is one that I get pretty geared up for. Like, uh, it's a, it's a great uniform combination, like the contrast of the, yeah. of the blue and gold versus the red, white, and silver. Um, I don't know. I, I it's one of the biggest things in football and I, I, I love tuning into that every season. I really want to go to that game. I do too. I do too. I actually would like to go to that game in either stadium like yeah like go to the go to it in michigan then go to it in ohio State. yeah uh, we need to go one year i'm i'm down i am so down um what's your favorite games during during thanksgiving what's your your favorite rivalry games other than them other than them i mean obviously uh iron bowl is a big one um, I feel like there's some in the Big Ten that have like crazy trophies, like they fight over like Paul Bunyan's axe or something like that. Um, I remember when I was a little kid, I would play like uh, you know, NCAA football, and I, you know, you would always want to collect all the different trophies, and so I would find random random teams with like random trophies between them kind of like the uh bottom trophy yeah and um there was just all kinds of different matchups that i had no idea like had a trophy uh but i used to always discover like you know random teams all around yeah <laughs> it's it's really prevalent in the big 10 like like yeah. there's one trophy that's just like a bucket and uh, I can't even tell you who it is. It's like Minnesota and somebody. But like the trophy is just a bucket. Um, there's one this weekend. There's one on Thanksgiving. Uh, Nebraska Nebraska and Iowa. Battle of uh, who has the best corn. Uh, <laughs> I love that one. The corn. Very uh, very ag. Corn. Very ag centric. Um, you know, I think maybe the best one of all. And it's actually on Thanksgiving. And this is why. When when AM and Texas, you know, when that game comes back on a annual basis. I think it should be either Friday or Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend, not on Thanksgiving day, because that should only be reserved for the holiest of matchups, Ole Miss and Mississippi state. Oh yeah. The, the dog, pound. the egg ball, you know, there's <laughs> as much like, like the, you know, I call it the dog pound, the dog pound. Uh-huh. Why is that? Because it's the Mississippi State Bulldogs versus the uh, Ole Miss Leg Hikers. 
especially with these two coaches, like this is this is peak egg bowl. Leach versus Kiffin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, as much as this pains me to say, I think whoever wins this gets second in the West. Uh, thanks to our screwing around. Um, Way to go, AM. Yeah. Way to go. But like the NFL, you know, has a stranglehold on on the on football, like on Thanksgiving Day. Like the Lions always play at eleven. The Cowboys are at two thirty. But the evening game is usually somebody that no one cares about in the NFL. That's when we all tune in to the Egg Bowl and watch mm-hmm. absolute craziness in Mississippi. So um, I love that one. I think it should be the only college game of Thanksgiving Day. Put everything else, you know, Friday or Saturday. Yeah, I can get behind that. All right. Well, want to hit DraftKings and then talk about AM? Let's do it. This Thanksgiving, be thankful for family, food, and free bets. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a turkey day no-brainer you can't miss. New customers can bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the Thanksgiving NFL action. Make your first deposit and you can play free for millions with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. DraftKings, yeah. official sports betting partner of the NFL. Make sure you call that number if you have a gambling problem. TPPN, don't forget yeah. it. <laughs> so, you were at the game. Uh, I was able to see bits and pieces, and uh, I got... I, I, I did rewatch it, you know, pretty quickly. But um, did you have any big takeaways after uh, our our thorough rolling of Prairie View A and M? Yeah, I, I have a lot of takeaways actually. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this game, and mainly because I got to see a lot of guys I've been waiting to see. Um, still, maybe Matt, we never would throw a fade. Into Devin Price over every time we, we ran him in there, I'm like, throw a fade to him, throw a fade yeah. to him. Of course, by that point, we're up enough that we don't need to be throwing fades. But still, I was hopeful that it might happen. Yeah. Um, but, man, Moose Muhammad had a had a game, didn't he? Yeah. And, like, he had the, the sick catch against New Mexico early on in the season. Um, yeah. yeah I, I don't know, man. It makes you wonder, like uh, – to my untrained eye, when I went to that open practice back in back in the fall, um, or back in August, whenever that was, uh, like mm-hmm. he was a guy that stood out, and I was like, man, like I wonder if we see him a lot this year because like he was, you know, he's got excellent hands. Like he he catches everything that gets yeah. close to him. Um, really, really uh, polished route runner. Um, some people thought he was slow. Uh, Definitely not. He can he can he can run with the best of them. Uh, he's yeah. probably not like a four three guy or anything, but he ain't slow. Um, 
But yeah, like it makes you wonder what the struggles that we've had, like why has he not gotten more playing time kind of thing, you know? I definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, I don't know to tell you the truth because I have heard that he's one of our best receivers that we have. Yeah. And and so why we haven't really seen him much, I don't know. But he definitely put on a show on Saturday. Yeah. Of course, I know I know it's a prayer view, but he still you know put on a show. Yeah. One well, like I think the other part of it, the other part of it that I'm looking at is, you know. Are we, you know, what do we have in, I I, I don't know. I, I don't understand our wide receiver rotation. I don't either. Because I feel like, I feel like most teams, I mean, heck, even when I was in junior high, that's how we would run the, run the plays into the quarterback. Like we would sub a receiver every time, you know, and I understand if you're trying to hurry up, you can't really do that as much, but as as little as we hurry up and you know i just don't see why we don't rotate them more you know well, and it's i i just I, I think the thing with moose is like i think they practice him like solely at at slot so he's behind an ice mm-hmm. and an ice is great like you don't want to take a nice off the field but like moose is big enough to play on the outside like he doesn't have to play in the slot he, he's not yeah. He's not five foot nine. He's like six one, like or six feet flat. Like he's not a little guy, and he can he can be an outside receiver if you put him there, and he'd probably do really well. So um, I, I don't get why he why they won't put him out there or like move things around to get him on the field. Well, and I'm not I'm not here to critique necessarily. I I uh, I'd be more curious to know the philosophy behind it because this is like the third or fourth year that, that we've seen that. And if anything, we've had more rotation this year than we normally do part, partly because of injury, but I always kind of chalked up that maybe, maybe it was the depth of the position that, that was keeping us from doing that. But I feel like we have depth at this point. And so, you know, is there a philosophy behind it as to why they don't rotate more than they yeah. do? But I just feel like, I, I guess my personal philosophy is you want to keep your skill players fresh. Right. And so the more rotation you can get in your skill players, the better. Of course, that's kind of a someone philosophy, I guess, maybe. And, and that's, you know, from maybe where I get it because we would rotate DBs and wide receivers like crazy. Yeah. But, um, and it's not like offensive line where you want, like, you want those guys used to playing next to each other and, you know, right. have, like, like, be on the same page as far as communication. You don't really need that with receivers, at least not as much. And you can – you could easily rotate, you know, five or six guys in instead of playing the same three. And I, right. I don't know if it's Jimbo or if it's Damian Craig who catches a lot of heat. Uh, I mean, like Craig catches heat, not Jimbo, but I, I don't know which one it is. But I think back to 20, yeah. 2019 where uh, Anias was a, was a true freshman and we had Courtney Davis, Kendrick Rogers, and someone else. That receiver, I can't remember who the third guy was, but it was Osborne. Or Osborne, or? yes. What year? What year did it was Osborne? Yeah. Um, but it was very obvious the second that Anias stepped on the field for the first time. Hey, that guy's really freaking good, and he needs to play a lot. Yeah. And then he never did. Like he caught, 
mm-hmm. a touchdown against Auburn. Um, he had big plays against Arkansas. And then we just never saw him again until the bowl game where he played running back. And I'm like, right. this dude is a player. Like, I don't care who you have to, you know, move out or move around to get him on the field. Just do it. Like, it, it's, it helps your team to, to, to do it that way. But um, I don't know. Like, like, we're not at practice. We don't know what they do day in and day out. But um, it's, it is kind of baffling. I think I, I really think a lot of it has to do with blocking. Yeah. And that's why I would like to hear the philosophy because we run the ball so much that I think – I think we really are big on making sure our receivers can block yeah. and maybe some of these guys aren't as good at blocking, but I mean, I don't know. I, I'd like to see more rotation in the future. Um, but I, I, it was really good to see some of those younger guys. You could tell they really wanted to get the ball to Yule Keith. Yeah. They threw the ball to him like three or four times in a yeah. row, like trying to get it to him. Every play you could tell they were trying to clear space for him. And uh, for good reason, he's he's phenomenal. Yeah, he's. Um, I've I'm definitely pretty excited about our young skill guys. Um, I think definitely, with the exception of Moose, like it's really like the true freshman that I'm excited about. Like both running backs, Amari Daniels and L.J. Johnson. Uh, Yul Keith Brown is a yeah. true freshman. Um, th- there's there's some juice there. Um, I think. Two of those guys are from South Florida <laughs> with um, Amari yeah, and, yeah. and Yul Keith. Um, Amari, man, like, uh, I think I talked about it on here after that fall practice. Uh, they gave him some time with the ones, um, just like rotating guys, you know, and giving Spiller a rest. Um, and he was killing it. I'm like, this cat is good. Like, <laughs> I, I, I did like his film, but I, I wasn't sure, you know, like how good he was going to be. But, as soon as I saw him in person, I'm like, that cat's good. That's a that's a really good ball player. And every time he's gotten in the game against New Mexico or uh, Prairie View, whoever else, um, it's it's been on full display. I I I don't want to um, I don't want to glaze over the fact that Spiller will be missed. He he is a just he's done so good for our program that I'm going to miss him and I'm going to miss his storyline and everything like that. Wish him the best of luck in the NFL, but, and he's going to have a lot of success there. I feel like, but, um, I, I'm so excited. I, I, I we're not going to have a drop off at all. I don't feel no. like at the running back position, um, you know, to have the tangent of a chain, Amari Daniels and, uh, LJ, Man, they they that's going to be a good rotation. And that thing. that's probably one of the fastest running back groups in the country. I mean, just by nature of having a chain, you're already up there. But Amari can run, and LJ ran a four four in high school, like the laser time four four. Like he's a bigger back, but he can yeah. really scoot. So um, that's is Anias is Anias indicated whether he's going to go to the league or not yet. Um, from reading the tea leaves on. Texags and twenty four seven, I think he might come back. That would be. Huge. I'm not like officially reporting that, but that's kind of the vibe I get from reading some of the insiders. So it would be huge. Yeah, if we if we got him and Yule Keith and Moose, and then we got you know yeah Moose Demas. Um, I feel like Chapman will probably come back. Oh yeah. Um, what you throw in like like what if you. Like you're, you're going to have Chris Marshall. What if you get an Evan Stewart as well? Yeah, yeah. 
And and so we should have plenty of talent at the position. I would say that, that the biggest thing that they should be doing this offseason is getting those receivers ready to play to where we can have some rotation next year. And I, I, there's a lot of me that feels like maybe that's the case. Maybe some of these younger guys have been dealing with injuries that we don't know about yeah. and um, that kind of stuff. But, uh, man, I – I, I would love to see some of these guys get more playing time. And, and really, it's going to be next year. It's going to yeah. see, okay, what what does next year look like? And I feel like we might see a lot of them in the bowl game, yeah. and that might give some indication. But there again, I think we'll play some of our seniors to try to get them some good, you know, draft. Positions. Well, and this hasn't affected us too much yet, but with the – and I don't know that it will, but you know, a lot of teams see their their top guys sit out ball games, especially if they're not in the playoff. Yeah. Um, we didn't see it last year, I think, because that group was so tight knit, and like it didn't matter if they were playing in the Franklin American Mortgage Company Music City Bowl, like they were all going to come <laughs> like like play in the ball game and show out, and you know, in their careers uh, with with that one more game, but. Um, yeah. It wouldn't shock me to see AM have a couple guys skip out, and I'm not I'm not saying that they will, but um, there's some some draft eligible eligible guys that um, may opt out, and you know that's that's okay, that's their prerogative. Um, you know, like the the most important thing about bowls is those extra practices, and mm-hmm. you know it it kind of is gearing up for next year. Like it's not really a a display of how good you were this year necessarily. Um, but why not get those young guys reps if, if you have the opportunity to do so. Um, but yeah, I'd I'd love for everybody, you know, for (laughs) nobody to opt out and, you know, show out one last time against a a good opponent, but, um, you may have more. Well, here's the question. Here's the question I have for you. How do we handle the quarterback position going into next year? So, I say this with all due respect to Calzada. If you were, mm-hmm. if I was handicapping the AM starter for next year, uh, I would have Haynes King and, and Connor Wigman, you know, pretty close uh, in terms of the odds. I would have Calzada a distant third, and um, yeah, not not to to knock him, you know, like we've we've. We've come around on Zach after after Bama and just his for sure. like not just being Bama, just his general toughness, like uh, popping his shoulder back into place against Auburn, um, uh, against Bama. You know, going into the medical tent with the knee and coming back out and and throwing you know, and leading the winning drive. Um, he's he's going to be beloved by Aggie fans. You know, if he if he starts next year, if he leaves, you know, no matter what, like like we're always going to have a uh, a soft spot for Zach, but um, for as sure. far as the future and what's what's best for this team winning football games, I think it's one of the the other two guys. I think it's King. I think it may be Wigman. Um, the thing about Wigman is, I know you don't want to start a true freshman, but there's certain cases where they're just too special to keep off the field. I mean, we, we right. saw it in 2018 when when Clemson came to Cal Field and they had Kelly Bryant, who was decent, but you know they would rotate in. Trevor Lawrence and by game two or three, they're like, yeah, Lawrence is that dude. He's going to start. So, 
Um, well, that's what that's what's hard for me is that I really expected that we would we would see Haynes this year, we would have him again next year, red shirt, Wigman, and then Wigman would start his his sophomore yeah. year, red shirt freshman yeah. year, and that got sidelined by injury. So, you know, rotation wise, like I hate to not play King, you know, because he is a really really good yeah. talent. So. Do we put King in for a year? Do we put him in for two years? You know, how long can Wigman sit out before it starts to hurt him? Yeah. You know? And with uh, King, like, he would be draft eligible after next season, but I don't know if he's Can he put can he put on enough of a show yeah. in a year to do And that? I think he's I and think he'll be an excellent college quarterback, but with like he doesn't have the I guess the zip on his on his throws that the NFL kind of covets. Um, mm-hmm. and not saying he he can't be a good NFL quarterback, but I don't know if he's going to be mocked in the first round. You know. Well, what do you think about? I mean, if you were Calzada, would you try to go to the NFL this year, or would you transfer and and try to have a better year somewhere else? I think you transfer, but the thing is, I don't know when he transfers. Like, he seems like the kind of guy that's going to, you know try to come back and compete in the spring. Um, and he should do that. You know, there's no reason to, to, yes. to, uh, it's not, it's not quitting if he were to transfer, but there's no reason to not come in and compete and give your, give yourself a shot at it. But um, on the other hand, it would benefit him to, you know, have a spring in a place he'll be playing, you know, and, and be the starter. Right. But, right. Um, he, he's, he's a, he's a good player. Like he's going to go somewhere and 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 do really well whether it's you know in the big 12 you know or you know in the big 10 or or maybe even at a at a g5 level you know but um and something that i've wanted to talk about that that we haven't really talked about on here is there's there's something behind the scenes that is either going on in a bad way or going on in a good way that we just don't know about um because my thinking is you know haynes got hurt in the Colorado game, and he's been out the whole season. Why haven't we moved Eli back to quarterback? You know, here we are towards the end of the season, and you know, if if uh, Calzada goes down, we got to put in Blake Bost. You know, walk on, and wouldn't we want to want to get one of our you know, almost uh, he was just just shy of being a five star quarterback at high school. Yeah. We haven't even moved him back to that position because we want to keep him at tight end. It's kind of a strange deal, in my opinion, as to why we haven't moved him back to quarterback. But um, I've seen I've seen murmurs, and I, I I'm I'm not saying this is fact. This is just kind of uh, some things that I've that I've seen out there in the in the Aggie Twitter sphere. But so, so his junior year, he had a really strong year. Um, he had he had come to camp for AM that summer, and Jimbo, of all the quarterbacks in that class, of, of which there were several high end quarterbacks uh, like Jalen Milrow, Jalen Milrow, um, Garrett Nussmeyer, all these guys that went to you know big places. Uh, Jimbo picked Eli. He's like, this is the kid that I want, and like after seeing everybody throw for him in person, and Eli had a great junior year, led his team to state. And Torres PCL in the state championship game. Um, there's been 
there's some rumor out there that he also injured his shoulder at some point, like his, his throwing shoulder, and has just not been the same throwing the football ever since. Because um, you watch his junior film and he's terrific. Like he's, you know, yeah. like he's hitting every spot on the field, you know, like he's making every throw you want a quarterback to make. He's an insane athlete. Um, great touch on deep passes and just overall really, really good quarterback prospect. But something happened between his junior year and now, aside from the PCL, because that wouldn't affect his throwing, um, that has made him not the thrower that he was. That's uh, uh, yeah. that's all, you know, allegedly. But um, Sure. And it sucks if that's the case because he was such a promising player. And, you know, like, you can't really afford to miss on a quarterback. You know, like, you need as many as you can get. You know, <laughs> like, you don't want to be without one. Right, so. right. Um, but lucky for him, he's an insane athlete and uh, could have a future at tight end. Who knows? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious if we don't, you know, try to push Calzada either go somewhere as a grad transfer, you know, and and go perform really well yeah. somewhere else for one more year to get that draft draft stock up or or even push him to go to the NFL because, I mean, I'm sure they have enough scouts and stuff that are coming out there that, you know, he's not going to be a first-rounder. But, you know, he might be a very successful NFL quarterback, <coughs> quarterback long-term. You know, I think the like, uh, more I sit here and think about it, I, I bet we see him transfer, and I think it'll be a mutual decision. Like, I bet, I bet Jimbo will sit down with him and be like, hey, like, I've got connections. I can find you you know, a really good, a really right, good spot. Right. You can be there this spring and, you know, you'll probably start for them next season. And then that benefits A&M because you're giving all the reps to King and Wigman and you don't have to, you know, right, work in right. reps for Calzada uh, if he's, you know, not going to be the guy. That's what, that's what I expect to yeah. happen. But at the same time, just watching what we did with uh, Kellen Mond, I wouldn't be, just terribly shocked if we just roll with Calzada, yeah. you know, and um, I don't know. I, I guess we'll, we'll see, but um, you know, I, I would like to see, I hate to say that because Calzada is, has really proven himself and I've got nothing but respect for him, but I think it would be best for his career if he goes somewhere else. Um, I think it would be best for our team if he goes somewhere else. And, and I think it would be good to see King and and Wigman get both of those reps or all of those reps because if King were to go down next year, let's say he wins the starting job, he he were to go down, then we got Wigman coming in. There's not as much of a difference between those two as there is between you know King and Calzada because right. there was a big difference between those two <clears throat> and. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see how that's all handled. You know, going into next yeah. year, um, and you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past Jimbo to start Wigman and and transfer King. I mean, really wouldn't. But yeah, or or see King transfer and we start Calzada next year, redshirt Wigman, and then wait another year for Wigman. So I I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um. I, I, I like them all. You know, I, I was really high on King coming into the season. I still am. Um, 
I think he'll be a really good quarterback. But man, I, I am pumped about Wickman. Like I think he's a guy that we haven't had since since Johnny. And not not that he'll be, you know, not that he'll be Johnny, who's the best player in our history and won a Heisman. But he's that level of guy that can come in immediately and pick things up and perform at a high level. And man, sure. yeah. So since Kyler Murray, I have not been excited about a quarterback like I am about Wickman. And uh, Kyler won a Heisman, and it wasn't here, but he did yeah. win it and was the number one overall pick. So um, big things for the for the Anim offense, um, which mm-hmm. when you see the guys we're getting on defense, um, the offense is not holding us back per se, but defense is going to be good. They're going to be real good <laughs> for, for a long time. Yeah. You get the offense figured out, you are cooking with peanut oil. I'll say that. Yeah, for um, sure. But there's a game this Saturday in Death Valley. Yep. Um, we haven't won there since 94, I think, which, sound, which really? sounds like a lot, but we, we haven't really played there a lot until the past 10 years. It's not like we played there, you know, yeah. 20 times and lost all 20. It's just been a while. So, so we've played them three times with Jimbo, but we only – we lost once there, and then twice yeah. we won at Caulfield. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, even more of a reason to get out there and win. So um, a month ago, I didn't have this game as a layup. You never do when it's LSU, you know, when it's mm-hmm. at Tiger Stadium. I feel worse about it now than a month ago. Not because of anything we did or we haven't done, but uh, even with LSU's injuries and turmoil and coaches leaving and all that, They've kind of turned it around the last the last few weeks, mm-hmm. um, and not even like they're not even like winning games. I don't think, but they're playing really really tight games. Like they played Arkansas tight. Um, I forgot who they played last week, but I think it was like ULM or somebody. But before that, like they like they were playing good teams really close. They, they played Bama close. Yeah, that, that's the other one I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah. So they still have a ton of talent, even with some guys being out. Um, it's a game that worries me. Um, I think that we're fully capable of going in there and, and, and winning the football game, but this is an important game. Like nine and three, I can stomach that with a backup quarterback and you go into a bowl game with a shot at 10 wins, but eight and four is going to be real sour. Like it's, it's going to be tough to swallow. Well, and, and I, I'm, I'm more inclined to say like, I'm not, Worried isn't the right word. I I look at it in, in this way. I look at how we performed on the road against Ole Miss, and it wasn't good. Like, it, we didn't perform well. Um, so we have an opportunity to fix that and do this differently this time. Um, at the same time, you know, you're like, ah, are we going to play like we did last yeah. time? You know, um, that that worries me that we're not going to play very well on the road. Um, but at the same time, I'm really more confident that we'll learn from our mistakes and go out and play better on the road yeah. this time. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, I can't I can't say that with absolute certainty. I think we'll play better um, than we had. 
but Jimbo's teams are always really good at, at, you know, getting that idea. They remember November and, you know, this is our last ride. We need to really play well and end the season on a good note and all of that. He's really good at, at, at getting that motivation going, even if we we have three losses and we have no chance of yeah. playoff. You know, uh, he's he's really good about getting his teams going, and and so I, I have a feeling that we'll play well. And so long as we play well, I think it's our game to lose. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that I'm I'm chalking us up as a, in the win column, but I do think that if we play our game, then you know they're they're going to have a hard time stopping yeah. us. Um, well, and like yeah. most of our games, I think this is going to be more of a low-scoring affair. Um, I think mm-hmm. they're going to really struggle to to get points on us. Like they they're not great up front. Um, their best receiver is out for the season. Uh, the running game is kind of mediocre. It's not what you typically see from an LSU team. Um, they're not going to you know go in there and light us up and score like. 30 points or anything. I, I don't think that at all. So um, story of the season, defense is going to keep us in it. Uh, we need the offense to uh, capitalize on that and, and uh, get us some points. So for sure. and this, this is for a bowl game for LSU. They're five and six. Uh, if they lose, you know, this is, I said this last year before, before this game, you're not going to get a lot of opportunities to embarrass LSU just because they're always going to be talented. They're always going to be a good team. Um, but this is the best chance you have much like last year was to really rub it in. Like you, mm-hmm. like you have the ability to go in there and embarrass them in their home field um, and send out their, you know, championship winning head coach, you know, in a, disgraceful way and make his last game just absolute pain um his last game a loss that causes them to not be eligible so go out and do it and do that like get get revenge from whenever they came in and they're like we're gonna beat a&m and then they smoked us get revenge yeah get revenge for two years ago when uh we had a chance to uh you know give them their only loss of the season and got absolutely rolled so um they were the better team then. I think we're the better team now. Uh, I'd love to see fifty to seven. Don't expect that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, at this either. point, I'll I'll take a dub uh, any which way you can get it. But man, I'd, l- I'd love to see our guys come out fired up and just really put it on them. For sure, I'm excited about it. It's gonna be a fun game yeah, to watch. Yeah, me too. Um, and plus, like the Iron Bowls at two thirty, I believe, like usual. So. Uh, and I think Ohio State, Michigan is in the morning. So um, got a full slate right there. Boom, boom, boom. And yeah. Yeah, man. Last week, the regular season. Um, I'm excited. It's been a, it's been a good season. Um, maybe not the best for A&M, but uh, kind of kind of good for college football. And, you know, for after sure. next week, something I kind of want to do is like lay out what would be like 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 next week is conference championships, right? So I, w- I kind of want to lay out and see like mm-hmm. what would the layout of a twelve team playoff look like going into that week if that was this season. So um, yeah, 
I don't know, man. I, I, I love the sport so much. Um, I'm glad that we get to do this once a week and uh, talk about our, our favorite hobby. So, um, For sure. I think that's all we got. Uh, yeah. Have a very happy Thanksgiving to all of you who are still listening at one hour and eight minutes in. Um, give or take an ad read in there somewhere. <laughs> it's just what I got on my on my ticker. <laughs> but uh, have have a happy Thanksgiving. Eat some good food. Hopefully not dry turkey. And uh, watch some good football. That's right. We'll see you next Deuces. week. Deuces.